Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it is the Man Fuse podcast. Ben H., my co-host. Real estate man. I'm out here. I am Kay Lee, your host and audio producer. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, we're going to give you a dose of some no bullshit motivation from the billionaire Dan Pena. And we're going to also talk about this podcast panel I was on and some of the realizations I had during the panel. Ben calls it the accumulation effect. Here we go. A little weekly motivation, if you would. I would. Now, and it's from one of our friends. Well, he's not a friend. I wish he was a friend. He should be a friend. His favorite word is fuck. His second most favorite word is cunt. Damn. Harvard just came out with a study, 40-year study, that, that uh, high-performance people swear more. 40 fucking years! High-performance people swear more. Are you shitting me? So if you don't know, that's Dan Pena. Dan Pena. He, he is a billionaire, and he grooms other billionaires i've been wanting to go to his castle retreat oh yeah that looks pretty dope i want to go there and get cussed out <laughs> exactly we're going back i'm mr pena to you this is Addison. we're gonna go back to when we yeah used a lot this of is at the castle i think i'm not dan yeah he's not I'm dan you're not dan and he's definitely not fucking I'm Danny. Mr. Pena. so that's how you refer to me now and the reason i did that back in the 90s from 93 to about 2005 ish is because familiarity breeds contempt you may understand intellectually what those words mean right now. But by the time this motherfucker's over, you're going to really understand it. Because to me, you're just a fucking number. He's a black number. He's a female number. And I could put a bullet in your fucking head and not even lose one microsecond of sleep. <laughs> I don't want to be liked. I want to be effective. And everybody in this room, some lesser, some of you greater, want to be liked more than you want to be effective because you're a fucking pleaser. Because your parents were cunt pleasers and your grandparents were cunt pleasers. <laughs> hold on i'm not done oh i, I think we're gonna go down a pena hole the basic yeah. difference between me and everybody that comes to the seminar is i had an alpha male dad that beat the fucking shit out of me. <laughs> and i've lived my life spare the rod spoil the child when i grew up they used to there's a saying six and those can break your bones but words can never hurt you now the world's the opposite kids commit suicide over facebook being disliked or whatever the word is and that was certainly not what the regimen or the protocol was when i was growing up my dad taught me in between beatings it's not what they say to you son it's how you interpret what they say to you oh i like that and it stood me in good stead these 76 years because i've certainly had a lot of shit and i've endured a lot of crap and my share of beatings but for whatever reason at a young age my father was able to convince me that um, it's how you interpret it. Every time I got beat up, which wasn't that often, but well, there must be some good in this, you know, and <laughs> silver lining and a cloud and all that horseshit. But then there's you. You fucking pussies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one more. But I am recommending for you to man up. Thank you. 
Everybody in this room can man up. That's right. And the gals, if you man up just a little, <laughs> it's more effective than the guys. And women have an advantage in this program, which I think is un bloody unfair. I'm considering taking it to the world court, actually, that the women have uh, easier in this program because women get away with shit. They just do. A woman can sound stupid at a closing, and the fucker still closes. You sound stupid at a closing. Oh, we got to re-examine the paperwork. Everybody understand what I just said? They can fuck it up at the closing and still get closed. And then they, they bat their eyelashes, or, or better yet, when they can produce a tear. <laughs> when we're off the camera, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm so fucking honest and I don't lie, uh, which she alluded to. I mean, there's a reason. And it's Pavlov's dog. I like Pavlov's dog. I can't even think about, because I know what happened to me once before. And even though I know it can't happen again, just the thought of it happening again to me keeps me honest. That's why I wanted to go mano a mano with the devil. I'd tear his fucking juggler out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Dan Pena, check him out on Instagram. Check out his website. While it's funny, it's raw. And it's honest. It's almost too honest. He's one of my favorite guys. I really like him. I've listened to him for a long time now. And he's amazing. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, if you're inspired by that, great. If you're not, oh well. Here, I got a good one. Oh, do you? Yeah, oh yeah. By the way, the high-performance people, the kids that are on the Hall of Fame, my Hall of Fame, have four or five characteristics. I'm going to name just two or three of them. Number one, they give up social media. Unless they're selling on it. Number two, they work at a standing desk. Number three, they have a treadmill under the desk and they, it goes at four kilometers an hour. Number four, they work out three to five times a week between 30 and 60 minutes a day. The last thing is they make all their employees, their family, their wife, their kids, their parents accountable. Mom, is this an important call? I'll talk to you over the weekend. Thanks, Mom. Click. So I wanted to give you an update, a couple things going on. So on Friday, I attended my first podcast panel. Oh, nice. As an expert? As an expert. Nice. I sat up there in front of about 60 business women. I was one of two or three wieners that were in the room. I was able to bring on two other female experts, yeah. one of uh, them, a VP of marketing for Pioneer and the Burt Show, Cassie yeah. Young, who is a fucking expert. Yeah. She is. I was she very confident it. up there with her next to me. Yeah. And then Abby Murphy, who's one of the co-hosts on the Burt Show, who has a very successful podcast called The Breakup Breakdown. So between the three of us and our moderator, we sat up there and our moderator may might I add owns a company that is offers similar services to what Manfuse Productions offers as far as post-production podcast launching he has spoken at a couple of the podcast conventions or conferences and so I guess he was hired to be the moderator nice so we sat up there with some hard-hitting questions and yeah. we delivered expertise at its finest I love it now it was really funny to me, and it was kind of monumental in a sense, because I kind of forgot how the whole thing led to me being invited and asked to speak in the first place. Yeah. So when I showed up, I wasn't thinking about that. I'd kind of forgotten. Right. Like, how am I even here? 
because this was like a month and a half ago. Right. And I put it together. And so, and I was asked a question about, so if you're doing a podcast and you want, what are some important things about getting people to interview and about doing this and that? And the microphone got handed to me and I pretty much summed up most of anything that gets you what you want. Right. I got the mic and I said, listen, the most important thing Mm. that you can do to Mm. get whom you want, Mm -hmm. what you want, when you want, is three letters. Ask. Mm. Ask. Yes. Ask. Ask. Ask again. Yeah. And then if you don't get a response, ask again. Mm -hmm. And if you don't get a response, guess what? Don't give up. Ask again. And as I said that, not as slow and not as cocky. I'm cocky now, though. Yeah. Because it worked. Because it did work. One of the ladies in the back of the room says, excuse me, so everybody could hear. And her name is Amy Matthews. Okay. Amy Matthews owns a marketing agency called AMI. Nice. And she goes, I just want to point out to everybody in this room that the podcast panel that you see before you right now is because Kay Lee cold called me. Ooh. And asked. Dang. And now, besides him bringing these experts to the table to educate you, right, which is what he has done, we are now continuing our conversation about doing business together. Wow. And I was like, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get up in pelvic thrust. It wouldn't have been appropriate. It wouldn't have been that. professional. Right. And I'm sitting there and I got I got on a button-up shirt. My tattoos are showing. I got my legend hat on. It says legend across the bill. I had a button-up, short sleeve, but yeah. I wasn't in a sports coat. No. I didn't have my man purse. And I mean, we crushed it. And one of the other things that kind of came out that... Cassie, of course, had tons of knowledge to share, but it was about just starting and not stopping, right? And it was about, you know, it's like, how are you, you know, measuring your numbers? And and I looked at everyone in the audience because, you know, downloads, everybody thinks downloads is, is what makes it successful. And I looked at everyone in the room and I said, everybody in here, if you're a business owner, guess what? I got good news for you. You've already done the hard part. If you have clients that are feeding your business and your family and your kids, and you have built a business around clients and a service or a product, you have already done the work. You have a built-in audience. It's different if you are starting a pop culture. It's different than this podcast Mm -hmm. because even though we are here to entertain and we're here to provide perspective and we get enjoyment from doing it, we are still, we don't have a business built for years of an audience, right? right? Everything is up to this point we've built. We started with zero We didn't have an audience. That's right. We didn't have a business to market to. We didn't have a business to educate to. Right. And so I said, you guys have already done the hard part. Now you just need to educate them. 
Educate them on why they should continue spending money with you. Absolutely. Why they should continue to seek your advice, 100%. your knowledge, your expert tutelage, all that. That's right. I thought that was pretty powerful, too. It was very powerful. Did you garner some of your energy from the spirit of Dan Pena when you were up there? Oh, my God. If I would have been funny, if I would have, I probably would have been removed. Yeah. But it was really cool because I was like, yeah, you're right. I did cold call Amy. And yeah. and Amy even said, she was like, I normally don't answer the phone. And I just happened to answer the phone that day. Well, you know, and the interesting thing about direct marketing is what I like to call it. Because that's- I call it gorilla. Yeah, that's what it is. You know, when you say cold calling, people go, oh, well, they t- most people won't do it. And that's good news for anybody who's brave enough to commit to that as a long-term strategy. And notice I said long-term strategy because it's something that creates, it's the reason why direct marketing works is mainly one principle and it's called the accumulation effect. Say it again, Ben, say those words again. The reason why direct marketing and, or let's say the bad word, cold calling (laughs) the reason why it works it's a long-term strategy so it's the accumulation effect meaning that the more people you talk to the more people you're going to find the more inquiries you're going to get it takes serious fucking balls you better believe in what it is that you're calling someone about if you're just going to sit there and call people Otherwise, you're wasting your time. And if you really believe in what it is that you're doing and you really believe you can help people, then aren't you doing the public a disservice by not calling them? Absolutely. So then what does that make you? A coward? I should start saying God told me to call you today. Yeah, I mean, it makes you a fucking bitch-ass pussy. If you're actually really good at what you do, you have something great to provide, and you're not willing to just call whoever and offer it to them. Are you scared to offer what it is that you are proposing to sell? You should be able to offer your shit to anybody. Elon Musk, I'll offer it to him. Anybody it should fucking make sense to, right? And yet people don't believe in themselves or they don't believe in their product or service. And so they're afraid to talk to people about it because here's what happens when you believe in what you do, when you believe in what you say, when you really do have something of value to offer people. How many fucking bullshit calls do you get? Do you get a lot? When I do, I mean, they're the worst. It's the worst. I I mean, I wish someone would call and sell me that's good. Exactly. Have you ever gotten a fucking good one? The the dude who we talked about at a pest control guy that came to the door. He was great. I would give him a 10. And it's remarkable. He almost had me. And you'll remember him forever. Uh, I swear. You probably regret not signing up. I dream about him. him. I wish he'd come back and talk to me some (laughs) more. You wish he would follow up. Yeah, I would. If he followed up. I would still wouldn't do it right now. Well, you might. Now, he might be able to talk. He almost got me. I, I mean, you I was close. I was. He, if he would have just kept pushing, but I wasn't receptive to the push anymore. But I mean, I had to pretty much cut it off because I'm like, dude, I'm not going to buy from you. It's but good. The- Your points are great. You make sense. You're a sexy man. Dude, Young, strong. There, there's the only limitations it. on what you do are between your ears and with your action. You know, there's so much opportunity everywhere in every vertical 
there's a shitload of opportunity, but there's a lack of people who are willing to go out at why is it that everybody just wants to hide behind a fucking desk? I don't get it. Like, what good does it do? Like, what well, is same- a salary anyways? Like, it's just securing. Yeah, like It's It's a like, false sense of security. I mean, I get it. Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% commission, have been for the last 12 fucking years. Okay? I get it. There's months I don't make any money. You know what I mean? And then there's months I make a fuck ton of money. But with that being said, I can't understand why someone would take a fraction of what they could get to just show up and do the bare minimum and wear like, you know, comfortable, you know, everything's supposed to be so comfortable. I mean, this fucking new world order has created a bunch of fucking pussies out of all of us. It has your pussy meter has gone. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> become more of a bitch in the last 10 years. I guarantee it. If our great-grandparents could see us now and be like, you're a soft bitch. Yeah, exactly. It takes balls to actually become less of a bitch these days. You have to fight the woke. Yeah. You got to fight this whole woke-topia bullshit. You got to zone out the narrative. You got to zone out media. You got to zone out social media. You got to zone everything out and be willing to ignore everything. What people are saying about you. Just to focus on what it is you believe. And what is it that you believe? You know? I mean, I had a friend. I've got a friend that's been trying to get into the real estate game with me for some time now. And he keeps showing up and then he goes away. And then he shows back up and then he goes away. And then he shows back up and then he goes away. And I'm like, when? When are you going to fucking kick it in gear? Like, what is it that you believe about this? And you know what he told me? He said, well, I'm telling you, I'm freaked out by the economy, the stock market. Interest rates are high. They're going to be higher. Everything, you know, your business is down. Everybody's business is down. So do nothing? Fantastic. Good. Good, Good, motherfucker. Good. Good. But what are you going to do? Not do anything? So I'm just going to do... Think about it. I'm, I'm just, just going to think. I'm just going to be scared. I'm just going to think. Yeah, I'm just going to hang out and be afraid of the boogeyman. And I understand that. I really do. I don't. It's easy to be afraid of the boogeyman. Well, it's easy to not do action. It's easy to sit by and it's easy to think and overthink about... If you're a thinker, chances are... You know, we talked about it before. We would rather have doers... I have to have doers. I can't have thinkers. And uh, it's, you're going, what, you're just going to sit down and think about how bad it is for everyone right now well, and not do anything? Because if you do, chances are it's going to become worse oh, in your own personal worse. life. It's the human consciousness that creates recessions. Policy creates movement in the marketplace, right? So policy creates higher interest rates, for example, right? But guess what? A higher interest rate is one thing, but what if the prices are down? So there's always something, but it's the the psyche. It's the idea that things are getting worse, that creates things getting worse. Whatever it is that you think about is what you get. So what you think about most is who you become, is what your life becomes. And no one said that better than... 
good old Earl Nightingale in his golden voice. Oh, Earl. Earl, talk to us. Tell us about the inspirational things that you say. Tell us it's going to be okay. Tell us to work for just one more day and not to be dismayed. Whoa, are you right? Is this a poem? And, and then we could get laid. Whoa, whoa, okay. No, I, you know, I kind of made that up. That wasn't <laughs> Earl. Well, that was beautiful. And anybody listening should throw some money in your tip jar. But there is <clears throat> something that I would like to play from Earl. Now, while this has long been known by the most successful people of the world, it seems to have escaped the great majority. The secret is to get and hold fast in your mind the mental image of the person you would most like to be. Then in every situation you act and talk as you feel that person would. You make the kind of decisions you think that person would. Day by day, you'll grow into the image you hold in your mind. If you doubt this, try it for 30 days and watch what happens. You've got nothing to lose. The, the time is going to pass anyway. Why not put it to work? Becoming the person you most want to become. Now, while this has long been known by the most successful people of the world, again. it seems to have escaped the great majority. The secret is to get and hold fast in your mind the mental image of the person you would most like to be. Then, in every situation, you act and talk as you feel that person would. You make the kind of decisions you think that person would. Day by day, you'll grow into the image you hold in your mind. If you doubt this, try it for 30 days. And watch what happens. You've got nothing to it's lose. True, man. The time is going to pass anyway. Why not put it to work? Becoming the person you most want to become. As it pertains to what we were talking about, we came up with this idea for a production company, which is really an extension of what you already do anyway. So it wasn't in a, in a, on a yeah on a certain level yeah. But you, all of a sudden, that lit a fire that illuminated a room in the house, in the palace of your brain that you'd never been inside of before. Oh, it's like a womb of comfort. And all of a sudden, you were like, yes, this does make sense, and this is what I'm going to do about it. I am going to call people. It's I'm one, of, talk, one of the things. Right, but I'm going to talk to people about this. I'm going to put it out there, and as a result of doing that, you ended up on this expert panel, and now you're getting ready to land this big marketing company. It's awesome. It's amazing. And it's a testament to what Earl just said. You got to imagine the person who you would most like to be and then start acting like that person. Yes. Thank you. Otherwise, what are you doing? Rotting. Well, you know, well, we're all rotting. But... You're spinning in your head about... How you could have done this, or you could have done that, or you should have done this, or you should have done that, or I'm worried about the future. You know, I don't have enough money coming in, or or this person was mean to me, and I got to go see him, and and whatever the case is, like you're thinking about these things, just act like the person you want to become. Act as if you have to be before you are, and you have to see before you can be. That's right. You got to see it, baby. You got to see it. You got to see it. You, gotta see you have it. to. It's good shit. I think that, I mean, there's a lot to take away from all that that was just said. And it's true. It's, it's simple. It really is. But there again, the main ingredient is action. Yeah. Because with 
no action, no. you're stagnant, yeah, you're not moving matter. forward. Well, you're basically moving backwards. That's right. Because if you're not moving forward, you're moving back. If you're yeah. not second, if you're not first, if you're not, what is was a there is no second place. Well, if you're not on the incline, you're on the decline. Thank you. There's no even. Right. There's no flat. And as far as, you know, you got to see it, it's like we don't look in the rear view. We look in front of us when we're driving, right? I mean, Absolutely. we glance, we we reflect, okay, I could have done that better and I'm going to do it better right now. That's right. where I'm on my way. So something birthed as an exercise. And the reason I'm telling and sharing this is not to brag, and I don't know that anything will come of it. But back in the day, so there was a transitional time in my life where I went from body piercer to real estate agent to psycho tattoo to business owner. And then I stopped being a body piercer. But the reason I went and got my real estate is because I knew I wasn't going to be a body piercer forever. It wasn't that. It just wasn't going to provide the life that I knew I right. wanted. Granted, I could open up shops all over the world, but I saw that as being a nightmare. But piercing at the time was such a trend. And I hot. literally got in and I was one of factor in making it such a big trend because I was installing yeah. like by the hundreds a week. And the shop I was at was one of the biggest in Georgia. When I left and I got out at the right time, the numbers, more shops, less people doing it. It's, you know, people are still doing it, but it's just, it's not shocking anymore. Tattoos on people aren't shocking anymore. Right. That doesn't mean people aren't getting tattooed, yeah. but the shock value is over. And with piercing, shock value was a big driver, right? Yeah, it was. I mean, it was, you know, oh, I got my tongue pierced. You'd see someone flicking their tongue barbell against their teeth. Yeah, you know, you showing it off. I got my tongue pierced. You'd be, oh, that dude's got his tongue pierced. Mm. Anyway, so I knew it wasn't what I wanted. And I was reading books, some of them business, some of them self-help because I was wanting to grow, right? Right. And one of the exercises, I don't remember who, what book it was that inspired me to do it, but it was, you know, you're only six people away from whoever you want to meet. Right. And it was about setting up mentors. And I've always been good at creating mentors and picking out people and learning from them. They might not be my mentor in all areas because someone might be great in business and they might be a dirtbag as a person. That's right. And I'm not going to model my marriage based on theirs. Right. But their business sense is really, I see, is valuable. Yes. So I believe I will accept their knowledge and wisdom uh, in that area. Right. Um, that doesn't make them the best person all around. So one of the exercises I chose to do is I chose to go big. I chose to go so fucking big, in yeah. my opinion, in my world. Yeah. So I started writing letters to Arthur Blank. Yeah. Not typed letters. I bought the thick part is it parchment paper yes and i had my fountain pen and i would draft a letter and i'd put it in one of the parchment envelopes right. and i'd send it to his falcons headquarters this building that he built which was super nice in buckhead and so in atlanta georgia and i started sending him letters basically complimenting him on his achievements which yeah. is what you do stressing that I wanted to learn, yada, 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 no response. So I kept sending him, kept sending him. It's probably about five in when I got a call from 
head of marketing for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. And she, Mr. Uh, Lee, Yeah, we've received your letters. And unfortunately, Mr. Blank, you know, thanks you and for your kind words. And unfortunately, he doesn't have time in his schedule right now to have lunch with you. Because I expressed, I was like, I would like you to be my mentor. I asked. And he said no. But I could hear him and I could, and I didn't accept her. Oh, okay. I asked her more questions. And then I heard this pause and I could hear him in the background giving no the way. answers to her. No way. So I was getting close, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and, that, and I took that as exciting. And I said, okay, I understand. You'll receive my next letter next week. <laughs> I think I sent one more and then I, and I didn't give up because of the no. I just got sidetracked and busy. Yeah. But come current day. That exercise. Yeah. There's a lot of value in just reaching out to somebody. And it might not be Arthur, but you could be like, I don't give a fuck how, you know, about this super rich asshole. And I'm not calling him, he's an asshole, but I'm just saying it might be somebody else. It might be a, a pastor. It might be anybody in your life that yeah. you see as a get. Like that is a get. Yeah. I want that guy to teach me what he knows and I want it now. So that's going to conclude part one of episode 90. Make sure you get up with us tomorrow. There's something to be said about putting yourself in the place of another and trying to figure out what is the most important thing for them in shaping your offer that might be valuable. As always, please join the show. If you got something to say, say it. 770-744-5227 or hit us up at manfuse.com. I'm waiting on you. Full Media.